Good morning, class. I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School, the place where our spirit gets fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. God made us to be. And uh, faith is such an amazing thing because it changes the present and the future. It's how God himself functions and operates. When he wants something changed, he doesn't just call it the way it is. He calls those things that be not as though they were. He changes its name. He speaks of what it will become in the future. And many have said, yeah, but you know that. That's God. That's God. He can do that. But he made us in his likeness and image, and he's actually training us, even in this life, to think like him and function like him. He told us to follow, be followers of him and be imitators of him. And uh, Romans 4 talks about that Abraham followed God and did what he did, call those things that be not as though they were. And we're told to be, that we are seed of Abraham. We're to follow in Abraham's footsteps as he followed from God. Can we have a brighter future than we've even thought? Is God's plan for things to stay like they are or get worse? Or is the path of the just like the shining light that's to get brighter and brighter and brighter to the full day's sun? Is God plan, God's plan a good plan, yes. a great plan from grace to grace, faith to faith, and glory to glory? That's the plan. Well, let's pray and ask the Lord to give us more of it. Father, we ask you for utterance, for the anointing, for grace, for direction, for answers. Thank you for teaching us how to please you and how to live the victorious life of faith. We ask it and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Look in the great textbook again at Hebrews 10, Hebrews chapter 11. We've been calling this study by faith. Hebrews 10 says, verse 38, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. We're not of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We're not shrinking back. We're not drawing back. We're not laying back. We're not going back. We're rising up. We're going forward. We're appropriating. We're possessing. We're fighting the good fight of faith. Laying hold. Overcoming. Hallelujah. Uh, faith is not passive. He said, verse 1 of chapter 11, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things uh, not seen. It has to do with the future. It has to do with the unseen. And um, in Romans, we, we talked about earlier that Romans uh, 4.17, the Living Bible said it like this. It said, uh, uh, faith and God, Abraham did, speaks of future events with as much certainty as though they were already past. We see this happening with Isaac and Jacob and Joseph in Hebrews 11, verse 20, 21, 22. We studied yesterday's lesson about how Isaac, by faith, blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. 
Everybody say things to come. He, he blessed them concerning future out beyond when he would no longer be on the earth. And he wouldn't have done it if he didn't think it would affect our matter. They're not just going through some kind of useless ritual. He learned about blessing from his father, Abraham. Abraham got it directly from the Creator. God talked to him about blessing, told him he had blessed him and made him a blessing. You know, if God talks so much about this, should it matter to us? Should we think about the blessing? Should we talk about it, function in it, be receivers of it and ministers of it? Ministers of it. We can bless. Uh, you know, that sounds odd and strange to some folks because they just, they've never heard it taught their whole life in their church. They've never heard anything like that. People, if you say something about, you know, I, I bless you, folks go, who do you think you are? God's the one that blesses. Yeah, and he does it through people too. That's one way he does it. Now we've already talked about the, the less is blessed of the greater. We shouldn't treat these things trivially, but we shouldn't uh, think that we can't say anything either. Every parent, every grandparent, every mother, every father, every spiritual elder, pastor, father, mother should be doing what Isaac did. At the right time, right way, right place, speaking over them. Good things concerning their future. The Lord dealt with me some time back, and I do it on a regular basis, Phyllis and I do in the churches, because we're the parents in the churches. Uh, the scripture said uh, that when the people would bring their tithes and their offerings and their first fruits, especially, he said, when he, he said to the priest, for them to cause the blessing to rest in their house. Do you remember he also told the priest to speak over the people and bless them? And uh, I'll just read that to you, uh, that blessing. A lot of folks are familiar with it. But in Numbers 6 and 24, he said, uh, bless the children of Israel like this, Numbers 6, 24, say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious. Do you hear these words? Be, be. Lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Like I said in the other place, he said, cause the blessing to rest in their house. And that's because of the anointing on the ministry and the place. So during offering time, as a regular thing, we'll speak over the people. Be increased. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Uh, the Lord intends for this kind of thing to be going on. And if you say, well, I, I don't believe in all that, you won't be bothered with it. <laughs> These signs follow who? Them that believe, Jesus said, concerning that and concerning this too. It works the same way. Um, we studied in Genesis 27 about exactly how uh, Isaac blessed his sons. He blessed Jacob, who came in acting like he was Esau, and actually got the big blessing. And you might say, well, why would the Lord tolerate that and let that stand? Because if you remember earlier, I'm not saying it was right, but Esau came in hungry from the field, 
and, and said, and Jacob had, had some stew on, and he said, give me some of that. And he said, well, sell me your birthright. Well, that's not very nice, but uh, Esau said, sure, what good is this going to do me? And so basically he sold his birthright for a bowl of stew. And the Bible said, thus Esau despised his birthright. So even though Jacob went about it in a deceptive fashion, the truth is Esau didn't respect it, didn't esteem it, didn't value it. And even though Jacob's going about it the wrong way, he obviously thinks it's something you really could, should have. He's willing to go to, to even wrong links to try to get it. And you'll see a principle there. Uh, God gives his precious things to those who value them. And those who don't, uh, remember he said, those that honor me, I will honor. And so uh, the Lord let it stand. Because Esau actually had despised his own birthright. So the one who valued it wound up with it, even though it started off in not so good circumstances. Um, the blessing. Oh, somebody say the blessing. Let me read that blessing to you again from Genesis 27, that Isaac blessed his, his son by faith. He said, God, give you the dew of heaven. This is Genesis 27, 28. God, give you the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Can we say something like that? Huh? The Lord bless you. Lord, the Lord give you good deals, <laughs> favor, good place to live. Right? Would it, would it be okay to speak over our children, even, you know, on a semi-regular basis? They're going out to the school bus. You say, do well in Jesus' name. Be quick, like we tell our little ones. Be quick. Be bright. Be sharp. Hmm? And if they, if they come and are ex experiencing some insecurities, you don't need to be harsh with them. Remember how you yourself have acted in times past. But... Have some kind of encouraging word and tell them not just empty religious stuff, but the Lord will help you with that, right? And we're not just saying it could happen. No, we're expecting it to happen, right? The Lord will help you with it and you'll do well. Just that simple phrase can be an empowerment and a blessing that you speak to a coworker or a friend. Don't say it trivially. Don't say it so much and so emptily that it means nothing, but at the right time and the right place. You look at them and you say it by faith. You'll do well in that. It'll go good for you. The Lord will give you favor and prosper you. Hallelujah. And if they believe that and they respect it and receive it, it'll happen. Hallelujah. It'll happen. What we're talking about here happened generations ago, centuries and centuries ago. And here's the amazing thing. That blessing that he spoke is still working in their seed. Hallelujah. We're talking about you speaking something that's still working. After you're long gone from the earth, long gone, 
It's working in your children's, 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 children's lives. And they never met you, don't know you. But they'll meet you when they get to heaven. And they'll realize some things and go, thank you, great, 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 great granny, for having, living by faith and speaking that over my great-great-grandmother and over her descendants. These things are real. They're real. Somebody say glory to God. He spoke that. He also spoke later in the 37th and 8th and 9th, 40th verses. In 39, uh, Isaac spoke over uh, Jacob. Excuse me. He spoke that over Esau. But in chapter 28, verse 1, before Isaac sent Jacob away, he called him and blessed him further. Verse 3. Genesis 28, 3, he said, God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful, multiply you, that you may be a multitude of people and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and to your seed with you that you may inherit the land wherein you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. You know, when God speaks something good to us over our family, over us and over our descendants, we do not need to let that go. We need to remember that. We need to write it down. We need to bring it to our remembrance and we need to tell it to our children. And we need to tell it to our children's children. Um, what's happening here is, like we've already said before, God gave some things directly to Abraham. And one of the reasons he did it, he said, I know him. I know Abraham, God said. He will teach his children. Do you remember that? He said, I know him. He will teach his children. He'll lead them. He'll, I'm paraphrasing now. He'll live it in front of them, and he'll remind them of it. He'll show them, and he did. Now you got Isaac, even after Abraham and Sarah's long gone, you got Isaac. What's he doing? He's quoting what God told daddy. Can you see that? And by faith, he's speaking it over his boys. And then you'll see later, Jacob doing the same thing over his children. We have a rich heritage and inheritance of faith. We're not to act like the faithless, godless heathen with no respect for any of these things. We're to let these things well in us and, and develop in us. We're to remind ourselves of them. And we're to talk them with our children and our children's children. And at the right times and places, we reaffirm them. We say them again. Hallelujah. And they affect and they continue generation after generation. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. One thing I want you to notice, too, is that we have not only the power of blessing in our life, and the power to bless. If we'll walk with the Lord, we also have immunity and protection from cursing. I've heard people say before, Christians who should know better. They say, you know, I think I got, I think I got a witch or sorcerer or voodoo priestess in, in my building. And I think they done put the hoodoo on me. <laughs> and, and I'm, and I'm, 
these things are real. They are. But no child of God should fear a curse. Why? Well, uh, do you remember over in uh, Numbers, I believe it's Numbers, uh, yeah, Numbers 22, that when the people of God came up against King Balak and his people, he was frightened of them, and he sent for Balaam, who had a reputation throughout the country that whoever he cursed was cursed. Whoever he blessed was blessed. Now this was, this was so real and powerful that a king was willing to pay him any price to get him to come and curse Israel for him. Now you know no king is going to pay some huge amount of money on something that nobody really believes in, might have a slight effect, might not. No, everybody knew if Balaam cursed you, you cursed. Is something bad's going to happen to you. So he was willing to pay him. Basically, he said, name your price. Name your price. So Balaam came to do it. He got up on a hill. He overlooked Israel. He's getting ready to curse them. And God says, uh-uh. <laughs> Numbers twenty-two twelve. God said to Balaam, you shall not go with them, and you shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. Oh, somebody say, for they are blessed, for they are blessed. Um, in Joshua 24, he said, when, when he sent for Balaam to curse you, God said, I would not listen to Balaam. Therefore, he blessed you still, and I delivered you out of his hand. What's the great truth? You can't curse whom God has blessed. Even the best cursers in the world can't override the blessing of the Lord. I know people endeavor to do these things. I know witchcraft, sorcery, voodoo, whatever the case may be. I'm not saying some of it's not real. I'm not saying some of it hasn't had an effect. But I tell you, like Brother Hagin said one time, he said uh, somebody came and said, oh, Brother Hagin, Brother Hagin, so-and-so Prophet is so-and-so, you made her mad in that sermon you preached today. And oh, she's liable to curse you. And oh, now what kind of prophetess is that? <laughs> Going around cursing people. Said, oh, and, oh Brother, Brother Hagin, you better go apologize to her. You better go get this right. Brother Hagin reared back. He said, I double dog dare her to curse me. Somebody said, ooh, 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 I wouldn't say that. Yeah, and you're in danger of being, experiencing a curse. Because it's the fear of it that gives it the power in your life. Are you blessed? Or are you blessed? <laughs> Come on class. Do you know or not. That you are the seed of Abraham. Is that right? And the blessing of Abraham. Belongs to you. And Jesus has obtained for us. And given us all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places. And everything that pertains unto life and godliness. Somebody say I'm blessed. I, I am the blessed of the Lord. Well what can the enemy do to curse the blessed of the Lord? He cannot. He cannot. Proverbs says the curse causeless shall not come. But it will return to where it came from. And so if anybody tries to curse somebody who's the blessed of the Lord, who doesn't fear it, 
who will speak boldly over it, they better make it their hat size because all it's going to do is like a boomerang, whoo, whoo, back, back on their head. Any curse they try to effect. I want you to say it out loud adamantly and everybody watching, everybody watching. Somebody say, yeah, but you don't know. I, I grew up in a village where they practiced witchcraft for 500 years. Doesn't matter. No curse is greater than the blessing of the Lord. No evil spirit can even begin to, to have equal power against the Holy Spirit. There's no fight. You resist the devil and he doesn't fight for a while. He flees as in terror. The thing that makes you subject to it and subject to bondage is fear. Fear of death. If you get the ring in your hands, go, ooh, I heard something. Ooh, I felt something. Ooh, they put the hoodoo on me and I don't feel so good today. You're giving place to it. Say it out loud, I refuse to fear. I, refuse I resist the enemy. I, the I am blessed of the Lord. Of the Lord. Nobody, Nobody can curse me. Can curse Nothing, Nothing can, curse me. can curse me. You cannot curse whom God has blessed. That would make you of greater power than God. If you could override his blessing with your curse... Not happening. Right? That's what happened when Balaam, who was world-class cursor, tried to, at Balak's request, curse the people of God. He, he meant to do it. He's going to get all that money. He meant to do it. He went to do it, and God said, uh-uh. No, you don't. You can't curse them. Why? Why can't I curse them? Because I've blessed them. And so Balak said, well, you didn't, you didn't curse me. He said, no. He said, well, uh, go over here. Look at them from, a, you're seeing all of them right now. Don't do that. Get over here where you can only see part of them and, and, and see if you can work up a curse. And so he wants that money. So he, he goes over there and he, he goes at it again. And, and, uh, and this time the Lord says, not only can you not curse them, bless them. <laughs> He's thinking, oh, no, no, no. He said, I said, bless them. So he blesses them. And then the king says, no, 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 don't do that. You're supposed to curse them. He says, well, I, I, God said I can't and I have to, have to bless. He said, well, at least don't bless them. Don't. <laughs> and this kept happening. Why? Child of God, do not fear any kind of witchcraft, any kind of black magic, any kind of voodoo. Don't fear these things because these are defeated foes to the child of God. They've been stripped. They've been brought to naught. When you find out who you are and the greater one who's in you, they will be afraid of you. They'll be afraid of you to even speak against you or talk against you. Do not fear these things and they will completely lose any power or place in your life. Say it out loud, I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. Any curse, any work of evil, any work of darkness, it cannot hurt me. It cannot touch me. Are my people, are my children, are my house. For I am the blessed of the Lord. And you cannot curse whom God has blessed. That's another way of saying you can't override God's blessing and curse them anyway. That'd make you greater than him. 
Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Let's look in closing at this passage again in Hebrews 11, why we begin talking about this to start with, and we'll end where we started. Genesis 11, verse 20, says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Let's say some things over our future. By faith, what do you say? Say it out loud in Jesus' name. I say it by faith. My path's getting brighter. We're coming up higher. Things are getting better. The blessing is on me and is working in my life. I will see more. I will know more. We will do more in the plan of God. I'm blessed. And I am a blessing. Hallelujah. Praise God. You don't have to wait till the next faith class to say something like that over yourself, over your coworker, over your friends, especially over your children and your grandchildren. You are blessed to be a blessing, and you are by faith a blesser. You can bless God through you when you yield to it. Well, another class is done. Praise God. Until we meet again, said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time. I've really enjoyed being with you in faith school again this week. Uh, if you have not gotten the previous uh, classes and sessions. There's a lot that came before this. Go back into the archives and get caught up with us. We're able to produce these uh, by the support of our word sender partners, able to produce them and send them all over the world at no cost to the recipient. If you find them beneficial and you want to help send them to other people, then there's information on your screen. You can find out how to become a word sender partner today as well. Life is short. It'll soon be over. And um, you'll be so glad, and we'll be so glad, that we helped accomplish the Great Commission, which is to go into all the world and proclaim the good news to everybody and to teach everyone what he has taught us. So take advantage of all the resources. Get built up. Be the overcomer and victorious child of God that you were made to be. And you want to help that, uh, send that to other people and cause that to happen in other people's lives, you can become a Word Sender partner today. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time in Faith School.